My name is James Shepard, and in this video and the next one, I'm going to talk to you about how to compete with Square. So if you're selling merchant services, if you have a team of agents selling merchant services, and you do not have a very specific targeted approach to competing with Square and getting customers back who are currently using Square, you are really missing out. Now, let me pause for a second here and say this. I understand the, the concept of, you know, we don't care about our competitors. We're just going to do our best. And I get that. But there are certain times and certain competitors where they're getting so much traction that you have to talk about them and you have to make a specific strategy to go kind of to war with them, okay? So understand that when I talk to agents and I get the chance through our pro club, through our six-week jumpstart program, through my consulting relationships, I get to talk to literally hundreds and hundreds of salespeople every month in this industry. And through those interactions, I'm always looking for trends. That's why I make these videos because I spot a trend. And Square is not so much a trend as like an avalanche. When I talk to salespeople and I say, what is the, what is your big challenge? Like, how are you, you know, what are the big competitors in your market? It doesn't matter who I ask. It doesn't matter what area they're in. Everybody has the exact same response. Square. Square is our big competition. I can't, how do I steal people from Square? And you know what? I am tired of salespeople telling me that they walk into a business and see a square register and they turn around and walk out. They don't even try to pitch them because they have no idea how to overcome these objections. They're totally different objections. It's a very different thing to compete with square. And quite frankly, the ISOs and processors haven't done anything to actually help the salespeople to compete other than create great technology that could compete if they would back that up with good marketing, good training and other programs, which we're going to talk about. Okay. So in this first part of the video, I want to talk about two weaknesses that square has, because we want to be able to go after these particular weaknesses if we want to be competitive with square. Okay. Ready for weakness number one? It is. They do not have the training and support to enable the merchant to actually use the technology they're providing. So for a long time, the big thing with Square was kind of like Square is for like the small, you know, flea market type merchant hot dog stand where they're going to use that little dongle on the phone and swipe the card there. And, you know, it's flat 2.75%. And that was their big kind of calling card. Well, they've expanded and now they've gotten much more into technology. And I have to say they got some pretty killer technology. The square register is very easy to use. Um, it's a good kind of low end point of sale system to track inventory. They've also uh, acquired other companies. And so now they've got kind of restaurant solutions and invoicing. So they actually have some pretty good technology. The issue is that especially with physical location merchants who are generally not very tech savvy, they haven't actually implemented these solutions at all. And so the problem is that you'll go into these merchant locations and you'll see a square register. And the way I always start the conversation is I say, um, you know, hey, I see you've got a square register there. Probably the reason you got that is that you wanted to improve your business, right? Increase your top line revenue, cut your expenses. So let me ask you a question. How has the square register helped you to grow your top line revenue and cut your expenses? I usually get a blank stare from the merchant, you know, um, well, you know, really it hasn't. And so what's happening here is that at the, t at the highest level here, it's like they got the square register or they got the square restaurant solution or they got the square invoicing or whatever to really help them streamline their business operations, to grow their revenue and to cut their expenses. 
but because Square doesn't have feet on the street, they don't have the advantage that you have as an ISO or a sales rep. So the merchant, generally speaking, has not implemented any of that stuff. And so it's actually not really streamlining their business very much, maybe a little bit, but even that little bit could be significantly better. So what does that leave us with? Why do they still have the Square Register there? Well, they have it there for two reasons. One is because they bought it, and so they're kind of like stuck with it, which we'll talk about uh, in episode two with a buyback program. But the other reason is because of the quote-unquote simple pricing, right? Well, that's interesting. So I'm going to put some screenshots up right now, three different screenshots to show you Square's pricing, okay? You might think it's 2.75%, but check out this first screenshot. So the square register, as you see here, is actually not 2.75% anymore. It is now 2.6% and 10 cents. Well, what that does is, number one, that undermines their uh, kind of transparent, simple pricing model when the merchant realizes that. But what else it does is it also takes away Square's advantage on those small ticket merchants where they used to be willing to lose money. They're not willing to lose money on those anymore. Now they're trying to get them all to upgrade to Square Register and adding that 10 cent per item fee so they're not losing money. Okay, so that's a huge change right there. Then let's look at a couple of other screenshots. This next one we're going to look at has a bunch of different ones on it, which is like your, you know, e-commerce, uh, the, you know, all these different ones. Here's one other screenshot of some other variations, non-swipe, things like that. So you can see from these screenshots that now Square's pricing has actually gotten fairly complex. Now it's actually really funny because even making this video and doing a little research, as of about two months ago, you could actually go to squareup.com slash pricing and they had a full list of all the prices I'm showing you in the screenshot. Well, when I went there today in preparation for this video, they've actually changed it and they've made all these drop downs and these different things you have to click on. Why? Because now they're doing the same thing the rest of the industry does, which is they're trying to make their pricing more complicated and they don't want the merchant to realize that. And so it's actually become a little bit more complex with the pricing. So again, leverage this, use this to your advantage. You need to show this to the merchant, have your marketing materials, have everything ready to go so you can show them and undermine, you know, hey, I'm sure you, the reason you have Square is because that flat 2.75% pricing, right? They have no per item fee. That is that one of the reasons that you like Square? And they're like, yeah, that's why I love Square. Okay, cool. Let me show you something. Pull it up on their website. I'd get it up on my phone and hand my phone to them and say, take a look at this. You know, take a look at the square register. It actually does have a pride fee now, you know, so now you can show them, hey, they're not doing the simple pricing anymore. So leverage those two weaknesses to get the conversation started with the merchant. Start talking to them about how they can implement better technology. I'm going to talk in the next episode about Clover Mini. I'm going to talk about Point. But there's so many other solutions out there that you could offer to the merchant that are significantly more powerful than square register. But here's the real kicker. It doesn't even really matter how powerful Square Register is if they're not going to use that power and if nobody's going to show the merchant how to implement that. So you've got to talk to them about that. Now, again, giving you a little preview, next week we're going to talk about, in that episode, we're going to be talking about using Clover and Point to compete with Square. We're going to be talking about really specific tactics to use, how to overcome the final objections you're going to get about, hey, I've already purchased this thing, and how to do a buyback program. So we're going to cover all of that in the next episode. So definitely make sure you check that one out. My name is James Shepard. I hope you have an awesome day.